Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Billy Watson TV. It gives me great pleasure to have another wonderful guest on and this lady is amazing. She's a returning guest and she does a fabulous work in all kinds of fields, law, sovereignty, health and general rock and rollness of fighting the good fight. So it's good to have you here, Amanda. How are you doing today? Amanda Volmer, everyone. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing great, Billy. Thanks for having me. That's cool. You know, we you could go into introductions that you've done many times before and also my previous show, but people watching live just now, quite a lot have signed up because obviously I've been promoting your show. So I think they know who you are. You've basically came out of the medical training field and you went into your own kind of field and you've been talking a lot about the vaccine and various things. So let's just dive into some stuff if that's all right with you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, I think a lot of people are, starting to wake up um and especially with the latest coming from you know Pfizer because people have believed what they've been told all along and then they find out they were lied to and and one thing i notice about the mainstream is they don't take well to that that was a big mistake on Pfizer's part because now people feel betrayed and and angry um, and then we have, you know, died suddenly news on Facebook, huge Facebook group. It was bigger before Facebook canceled that group. And this is the, at least the second one now, um, every day there's hundreds and hundreds of testimonies of damage from the shots. And, and it's funny because I remember back when like, you know, flu shot problems or, um, problems with the Gardasil and stuff, and they would respond pretty quickly when there was, you know, a death or some sort of, you know, Bell's palsy debilitation. Um, and they'd often, you know, review or would, they would make it look like they cared by, you know, let's just stop and take a look. Now, <laughs> they don't. It's so weird, isn't it? Like, there's so many dead bodies and the children are dying from it, which I mean, I, I remember years back, I predicted this. I said, this is exactly how it's going to go. They're they're going to fake an idea, a disease. They're going to scare people into taking their product. And their product is the not only a social experiment, but a physical experiment. And it's going to cause a lot of death. And it's, you know, here we are. <laughs> We're seeing it. But yet it's still being rolled out. And the, the puppets keep saying the same key words, safe and effective, safe and effective, like little parrots. Yet you have this dichotomy. So it's, it's just fascinating, really, to, to be a witness to this real split in either consciousness or sanity <laughs> and um and but i'm i'm just trying to help wake up as many people as possible so they can begin to you know take a step back from what they think they know and start diving into these topics so they can really um become aware and, and stop hurting themselves yeah i was talking to a young guy today who's only 20 years old but he's quite awake he's about 16 he woke up and he's getting into all these topics so i'm kind of talking to him and he's saying, you know, the, the elite could just kill everyone if they wanted. And I was like, they can't, there's like the law of karma and stuff, they can't just go around killing folk. But the way they've done it is to get people, you know, that offered them the vaccine. The letter came, we're offering you this and there's a mandate, which, you know, they don't need the legal terminology and all this stuff. So they're tricked, essentially. You know, you could call it an IQ test, a lot of people say that. You know, and then to take it once, twice and three is like three times and it's a strike um, and you're out kind of thing. But some people seem to have got a less of a dangerous one because they couldn't kill everyone, you know, but what do you think about the effects of these 
obviously there's like they admit there's like the yellow card scheme you know, there's 2000 deaths whatever this is the tip of the iceberg and we are seeing so many vaccine injuries there's the movie called safe and effective just came out which highlighted you know people with vaccine damage and they're getting fact uh, you know fact checked is giving false information it's like this is my life this happened you know so and the, the thing with the uh, Pfizer thing do you think that was a a gaff, or do you think that was kind of you know kind of we're letting a cat out of the bag now and just you know we got you and people are having to deal with that it's more you know and, and is everyone waking up to that as well you know because some people are obviously realizing it but there's still many more walking around with that cognitive dissonance going on that everything's cushy i've got my job and i'm lining up for the fourth and fifth one you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy, clown world <laughs> well i mean i remember I was saying at the beginning, look, when they do an experiment and, you know, this is under emergency youth authorization because of the nature of the speed of science, as they say, um, safe and effective, but we rushed through everything because if it was effective at all. (laughs) Right. So, um, but the issue is that everyone wakes up in different ways and also that when it's a, an experiment, you have placebo. And we already got, they, they were already caught red-handed uh, giving out saline solutions instead of the shots. To the politicians. Uh, they had the different the politicians. <laughs> but even like in, there was a, I, I don't remember which state it was in or where it was, but there was a nurse who accidentally grabbed the other batch and they, they were just saline for this, this individual, this patient. So they've been caught repeatedly in lying and um, hiding really studies and science and um, all these nurses and stuff going along with all this stuff and injecting people you know and like told you know like one woman she knew this woman died from the vaccine she went to the center the next day you know are there any side effects because she died at the center she says oh you might get a sore arm and stuff she says what about death oh well we're not allowed to comment on that basically i've been told not to comment on that do you want it you know (laughs) It's just so crazy. They're still handing this out. You murdered somebody yesterday. Where are these people's, you know, are they all evil? It's just what's going on in their head. <laughs> well, because they're fed propaganda and they're taught these very warped philo- philosophical ideas like, uh, you know, you can sacrifice one to save the many. That's put through yeah. a lot of our Hollywood movies, right? I mean, if you had a choice, if you could save 100 people or one person, but the one person was your mother, I mean, what we, they put this to us all the time. Because well, that's what you go to war and so many guys are going to definitely die. But, you know, if you can kill more of them, then obviously it's for the greater good. That's what war, you know, murder is good. They give you a dichotomy, but it's a false dichotomy because there's usually always multiple more options available to um, have a, a compromise. And but they this is all indoctrination over a long period of time that we're dealing with here. And the nurses don't really and the doctors, they don't really want to see it they're not in the business of seeing the connections to what they think are uh, is a good thing and what they're told to push and the results they have to um, find other ways to explain it away which is what they do and and so this is this is what we're seeing in real time it, absolute hypnosis and in hypnotic suggestion uh, when you have to fit, you know, uh, two pieces of the puzzle together, you'll jam any piece of puzzle in there to just try to make the picture work to satisfy where the brain is at, right? This is the way our minds work. And this is this is the willful ignorance we're experiencing. And the just the denial and gaslighting. 
And this isn't new, by the way. This has been going on since the dawn of the inception of vaccines. Um, back when Fast Eddie Jenner was pushing out his uh, quackery, we had parents coming out saying, you're killing our kids. <laughs> uh, that's how the Anti-Vaccination League was formed. And they wouldn't well, stop. Out at the time as well, wasn't there? It was like big name doctors saying this vaccination is poison. Oh, yeah. Mendelssohn is one doctor. I mean... There were there was a huge war going on in in the halls of medicine about uh, inoculations and, and vaccinations and and even germ theory. I mean that was going on for a long time. The the debate there, um, but what won out was corruption because the thing is, people who are really corrupt, they um, they don't have scruples. They don't have a the same sort of conscious uh, reflection. So the people who wouldn't do something like that or the kind people, they, they don't really think like this and they don't think other people think like that. So it's really easy for people to get into power, have enough money, clout, political influence, rub shoulders with kings and so forth, and devise a plan based on sort of some psycho cult philosophies where you have to control your people. So these are like megalomaniacs who think they're demigods who get to choose what our choices are, what's best for the world or society. Um, and and uh, most people just say, oh, well, they must be doing it for a good reason because they couldn't be evil or because I'm not evil. So how could how could they well, be like it, that? Oh, will be evil. <laughs> well, yeah, but we can't, we don't want to see it. And, and the other thing is we're trained by media and movies and all of the stuff that comes at us to for our nervous systems not to know when something's wrong um like when you watch a really scary movie right and you're sitting in a seat and and something jumps at you you can't you can't run your your instinct is now suppressed and that goes you can't just suppress one part it's all suppressed and now when you're faced with danger you can't see it and you don't know even to respond or to prepare and this is where I'm most concerned. I, I look in, out into the world like, you guys are in so much danger and you have no idea what's coming when it, when it comes to food and, and the agendas that foot. I mean, I know in Europe, they've already been advancing their whole climate change hoax and the, the social credit system and the carbon footprint crap. And, and people are just, and, and the, 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 even here in Canada, they just started with, um, the when you pay with your credit card, how you um, roll up some sort of carbon footprint, and then you're cut off if you go past a certain amount. I mean, this type of insanity, all based on consensus science, which is not scientific, and all based on pushing agendas, restricting people's movement and freedom. And it's not ha they don't as if they cared, as if they care about health, the weather, not poisoning animal life and the skies and Give me a, give me like, please. I mean, people really literally have to live under rocks to not see what they're doing. They poison. There's like, there's documentary movies about how they poison everything and how they lie and how they buy people off. And how they murder whistleblowers and the whole thing. I mean, they are the biggest criminals, you know, <laughs> it's not hard to see yet. Yet people are invested in the lie. They, their lifestyles depend on not seeing it. And, and that's what we face today. Um, but they, but what's going to happen is their lifestyle is going to fall apart, <laughs> one or another. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to say, you know, that basically, if they see the lie, then they have to look at themselves, and then that requires change, and that seems too daunting for them. 
So they'll just keep going yeah. along with it until things will go tits up. And it's quite hard when you're in the position of just working week to week because money, you know, you can do things with money, but if you don't have any money, you need a vision to try and bet yourself to try and be an entrepreneur. And, you know, there's one kind of element of the social credit system and stuff that's in China where you'll get a different card, but there'll be some people, I think there's, they're talking about like having a sovereign level. So if they do bring in this reset and stuff, if you've, you know, removed yourself from the system and can operate, because they call it most of humanity useless eaters. In a lot of ways, you look at vast amount of them, you think, well, you know, what are you adding to life? So people need to add and give, you know, and, you know, that's why we're here, to be creators. Do you think there's any kind of divine plan and like the evil is almost playing a purpose and putting this out to kind of maybe cause the kind of woke people to go somewhere and form their own communities and do their own food and the rest will just get left in a different part to be manipulated or even do you think there's any do you think there's some kind of theory like Nibiru or something's going to come back and they're planning that all this technocracy to lock us down if necessary and well they go to the tunnels essentially <laughs> well the only people going to go to the tunnels are them because they're going to have to run and hide from from us <laughs> so that's why they're building their underground bunkers and stuff and maybe they're going to create some sort of a cataclysm that will take this the fear level to the highest that they can go because what happens when a tyrannical um government or agencies that have colluded what happens if they start to get you know show their cards too much and too many people start to know then there's a snowball effect that begins to take place which i think we're right at the real beginning of that and eventually they either have to uh, go full bore all the way with the end game or they have to go run and hide because their heads are going to be on a platter. So um, that's why I think they're ramping it up and trying to push it faster and uh, throw so many things at us that we're overwhelmed. And um, of course, the inflation, of course, all these things um, where we're just worried about now our own survival rather than how do we stop these maniacs or how do we get out of the system that put us here in the first place, which is really what they did, they they created a system that looks pretty or looks nice so that people come in and then they slowly etch that away so that they're entrapped inside of it. Um, that's where you're, you know, people check to check or people on welfare, or people who are on food stamps, whatever, they now are dependent on them, which they've in, they've actually engineered so that they can keep enough slaves in their um, consented slave system. But then there are those who know and have seen this repeat through history time and time again and uh, have already pivoted quite a long time ago, a lot of us, uh, to become more self-sufficient, to understand law, to know that it's all voluntary. They have to trick you into consenting and that we're already moving into our own systems, creating um, alternatives, creating uh, resources with our within our communities and um alternative fuels, you name it, it's already been happening. So we we don't have any faith in their slave system, nor do we want to play in it. Whatever illusions they want to make up, they they might. I mean, there's Project Bluebeam. They've got the technology where they can try to fool us. I mean, we have fake NASA pretending that they went to the moon, pretending that we're in Mars, pretending that Elon Musk sent a car up with dummies in it. Like, (laughs) Like, you know, they're trying to make this the slippy switch to the metaverse, which is a land of 
AI illusions where you really have no idea what reality is anymore. Um, and I think that was when they started to put out the the types of television where you couldn't you couldn't really tell. It seemed like it was real time. It seemed like it was reality. Like it was the reality more real than real. It was high definition. So you're actually seeing that, that. So that when you look at normal reality, it's kind of less good. So all the children get hooked on the TV because it's like better than reality. So that was a good trick. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is all a war for the mind and mind, body and soul really is, is what they're after. Um, I don't know where we went wrong <laughs> to uh, allow for it to get this far. Um, but yeah, and- pornography and stuff, because I think in the 50s, you know, like there was kind of a Christian society and morality. And, you know, we had that idea, then Elvis and Rock and Roll came along and then the pill and then, you know, Playboy and the you know, Hustler. And it was like things became more liberal and there was all that, you know, can't be too conservative and controlling. It's the, they just took that to the extremes that we've got all this. I don't know if you've seen the trans person stripping naked on live TV and, and then playing the piano with a penis. It was just like, what's going on here? And people go on the audience like, cheering, like, this is fucking mental. This is how I think it's going. It must be end times or something like that. It's like, things can't get any worse, surely. What's going on? <laughs> people do degrade, morals degrade um, when a society is failing. And that's textbook. Um, we can expect it to actually get worse. And it usually also can get quite violent um, because the the controllers are trying to pass the buck of all the anger and uh, division that they cause. They're trying to put it on the people and make them do the genocidal acts so that the government can save on bullets and huh. other other you know resources. And this is they're always outsourcing. This this is how psychopaths you know think and. This is what I mean, we're seeing the end of it where um, it's like orgies are fine. Also, this sort of fake feminism that it's okay to be slutty and um, masturbate like in public or just be kind of like the divine whore or whatever. Only fans and all this kind of making money, being sexual is a cool thing. Everyone's doing it, you know, it's a decent way to make money these days. They don't realize that they're being played into that because all of the aspects they know how we're going to respond to suppression of our freedoms, right? You first have a nuclear family, then you start to um, put a bird or a bug in uh, the woman's ear saying that she should become like the man and uh, how how dare she be at home all day cooking and, and cleaning and taking care of children. Um, but you suppress her so that she wants it, right? This is how they they do it. You take away the candy and then you offer it back. And they've been playing us all the way through since the beginning of the last reset. And because they wanted to socially engineer us as the perfect slave. And that is what they're trying to do is blending us with AI. So we're even more robotic or even more um, docile and they really need to cull the herd before they can implement the next level of the plan. And that's why they did the fake pandemic with the deadly vaccines. And they've been telling us and showing us how deadly the vaccines are since the beginning of vaccines. I just wrote a Substack article describing the mentality of, of this situation and how, you know, vaccines have never saved a life. They're completely fraudulent, um, suppressive and damaging poison. And that 
you know, the idea that they put out is some sort of herd immunity, which they made up as well. It doesn't work like that. The idea of an immune system was manufactured to sell the vaccines, to sell the antibiotics, because it's all just marketing and PR. And we've, we've eaten it up. And I'm, I'm just hoping we get to that place where we can uh, see it and, and, and really own the mistakes that were made and then again like just shift the way we're doing things but still remember that this can happen and um how can we become sentinels to prevent it from happening the next time because when these people go down and they will they're um they're narcissists they're big babies right so they don't want anybody else to have nice things and usually they try to pull the plug on anybody else's joy so, and since they have weather modification tools, we don't know what kind of crap they're going to try to hurt us with. So we have to really be, have the, the mind of um, creativity in the sense of, of coming to solutions, um, not focusing on the negative, but still being aware of it, still understanding it, right? So it's, it's both. We have to go into the yucky stuff. And, and look at that, the, we avoid, most people avoid seeing, we must look at it, it's going to force us to look at it. And then we have to go, okay, that is a thing that we don't want. And now this is what we do want. And here's how we're going to get there. But we're not going to forget this time, we're not going to forget that this can happen. And we're not going to fall again. So I think it's um, an opportunity for us to um, really get in a good place. But it's so much work, and it's so overwhelming. Um, and it takes a, a, a really strong will to uh, to get through a lot of this. Well, this whole COVID thing could be seen as a kind of big wake up call, a blessing in some ways for people to pay attention to you know, the lie. A lot of people have woken up because of it. What do you think about these people who are going on about the vaccine quite a lot, but never mention the fact that there's no virus? And they say, like, there's a guy, Matt Letizzi, this football player, and there's the Freds, right? Say, Fred, this group. And they're always going on and seen as truthers. But I'm always commenting on Twitter, like, why are you not mentioning no virus? And eventually I got a, a reply from Matt Letizzi, and he's like, you know, I don't think people are ready for that. And I was like, well, you're being a gatekeeper because, you know, this is essential information so people can wake up to the scam that's played often and often. But it seems like people think, oh, no, we just have to, like in the protest meetings as well, I get barred from speaking to them and like silenced because they've all got a protest meeting they're good and oh this is anti-vax and it's all their fault it's all their fault it's no looking inward it's no take responsibility which this is all teaching us you know what to put in your body how the body truly works then you understand being sovereign in your mind and everything and you know it can be a teaching or a wake-up call but what do you think about the kind of aspect of people shilling this do you think there are actually a lot of shows out there kind of even stirring up this vaccine thing to cause a reaction and then you've got all the immigrants that are bringing into the country, so they're all ready to fight with each other as well. I don't know if that's a big thing, probably with Mexico coming in America, but in Canada, I don't know if it's quite the same. But and certainly in the UK, and then you've got immigrants coming in, they're staying in hotels and saying that's an army ready to lock us down and shit. You know, it's quite mental what's going on. As you say, they're outsourcing folk that don't care about the population to kill us. <laughs> Yeah, well, mass immigration is used to destabilize populations so you can um, manipulate votes, manipulate um, resources, move money, and um, try to prop up your failing industries and businesses, and to, of course, create um, cultural disharmony 
because there are differences in cultures. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to know that people have different cultural ideologies. One example is I witnessed a video of a, a woman, I believe from Spain, um, I think in America, and a, a woman was tending to her daughter who had a black girl with really cute, puffy, you know, um, hair. And the woman who walked by, she touched her hair. And the mother was just disgusted that anyone would dare touch her child because yeah. her culture says you don't do that. Yeah. But the woman's culture says that is a she's blessing the child. That was what why she did that is to bless the child. That's her culture, you yeah. see. And so now you have um, a disharmony there because you have a split in the way that your belief systems are. And they they want that. They want people to not understand each other. Yeah. And and then on the other side, have this wokeism, which is supposed to be about tolerance, but it's the, the right. exact opposite. It's actually about hatred and judgment and racism and um, and and splitting up of of all of the things that we built up, like our business industry and money, hating on people who have money or have resources because they are pushing towards Marxism, uh, which then goes towards totalitarianism. And this is this is their gig. This is like out of you know the the textbook art of war. You know, I mean, like it's. I was going to mention art of war. You know, that gets lauded quite a lot by boxers and businessmen and entrepreneurs. But to me, the art of war is like fucking hell. Do we have to go to war with folk to be vic- to to win? What we're we trying to win, we're all just here. We don't just get along. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can't get along when you have egos that are ruling, uh, when you don't know who you are and you don't know why you're here and you don't even know where you are. Then it's all about me, me, me. And that's been pushed, of course, through our culture of the, you know, the selfishness of um, basically having your own little kingdom of your stuff and your little four walls and your and this us and them thinking and we uh, we have a long way to go before we're in a place to to understand and have a way of communicating and maybe maybe it's the language that's gotten us in this this place maybe we have to to change our frequency enough where our telepathy comes back and then we'll have more instantaneous understanding that's not so convoluted and and takes a lot of time and so forth maybe maybe that's the next phase of our growth but at, at this point you have to be paying attention, meaning you have to be understanding that they want you to not have resources to get away from them and to uh, also fight back, which is in my way, uh, I do it with words and with expression and with research um, and health. Because when people realize that they can heal themselves, they don't go into the system or they don't feel that there's benefits, many benefits to that system anymore. And they begin to take their power back and then they make different decisions. For example, when they have their babies, they don't go to an OBGYN. I would never in a million years ever want to uh, have OBGYN. I, every time I hear anyone say that, I'm like, well, that was your first mistake. <laughs> um, you either um, get a, a, a good mid- midwife or a doula or, or someone who's, who understands birth. Uh, and your family and your partner and you birth at home like we used to. You don't go into the jaws of death and hope for good outcomes because if you look at their statistics, their outcomes are terrible. Um, 
And from the way we raise our kids, yeah, you know, like there's a kid vaccinated, you know, so what's the rush? (laughs) Oh, they they want control of the slave immediately. So uh, they issue the birth the birth certificate that hands the power over to the state, and then they feel that now you've given them the power to do whatever to them. What's this and thing about the left, soul, the left soul of the foot as well? They take an imprint of that. It's like this Vatican capturing the soul as well. That's right. Yep. They, they also break the etheric field right away with a prick to the foot to get blood, a blood sample. Um, and th- never mind the, the whole, the whole process just is just of obstetrics is disgusting. It, it, it is an abhorrent practice that's like, worse than any type of satanic black magic I have, I've ever seen. Oh. Um, <laughs> but here we are. And, and so everybody's going to come into it in their own way. And they're all going to have painful experiences that teach them what's right and wrong. If they're paying attention, they won't be hurt as severely. And if they are able to um, learn and get out of fear, then they'll, they'll one by one walk away from the system. The first thing is pull your kids out of the schools. Uh, why would you want to put your kid in the slave schools? I, you, and now I know that they've captured a lot of people. So they have a nine to five and they need the glorified babysitter called school. Uh, but then you have to have a, a family meeting and you have to go, what? Okay, we know these things are happening and how do we do this? Um, and a lot of families are actually splitting up because you'll have one of the partners who's awake and the other one who's still part of the slave system and they're too indoctrinated to see. Um, and then there's kids involved and how many people have come to you saying, well, my husband or my wife wants to vaccinate our kids. I don't, um, or they want to send them to school and they require vaccines because they live in this terrible state and, you know, that requires it or some kind of crap. And I said, well, if there's nothing you could, if there's nothing in this world to fight for, the thing to fight for would be your children. I mean, of all the things, right? Wouldn't it be that? Uh, so make tough decisions, make sacrifices, because I've I've learned from my own journey that when you're in alignment and in authenticity with with yourself, um, and you have faith, and it doesn't need to be like this God, that God. Any, I'm not talking religion. I'm talking faith. Faith is knowing that this place is actually meant benign and that when you understand it enough and you surrender to what's before you you're given grace and you're shown what to do so if that's faith faith to be shown what to do next when you're quiet within yourself and you're able to hear and so if i i was in a place where i was broken i was on a park bench and i had nothing anymore and i but i was still listening and 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 i had faith and i knew that um, it was just upturning my reality right now because I had been walking a false path um, on some degree, or I needed to go into something to learn it so that I could not do it or learn it so that I could know the full spectrum of the situation. And now I've done that. So God says, I'm done. I'm now here. Okay. I'm a blank slate and I'm waiting for instruction. And that's, to me, that's the definition of faith. And of course I listened and I saw the path opening before me. And if you go through these trials, you you gain um, like a warrior spirit where you understand that uh, you are of service here. 
and that you every day empty yourself as a vessel and surrender yourself. And then grace is given and you, um, the abundance comes. You don't have to slave uh, about it. You don't have to lament. Um, the tough times will come and you always go through them. You always get through them. And because you can think back of all the times you've already had that you thought you wouldn't get through it. And here you are. Um, so these sorts of things build your faith, these sorts of surrendering experiences. Um, and we're, this is, it's now it's the time to surrender is now. So you pull your kids out. If you have to move, you move. If you have to sell the, the nice car or the thing that you thought you needed, um, that's the next step because you're not going to have it soon enough because. Because they're going to make ener- a more of an energy crisis because they're, this is their, these are their moves. I, it seems like the European Council, there's members in the European Council that are in the know. They're, they're starting to say, hey, World Economic Forum doesn't speak for us. And we're going to stop these monsters because we know that through the global leaders uh, that, they've, that they've put everywhere um, in their uh, little cult, uh, that they have put been put into position like the new UK PM little freaking puppet. <laughs> on the day that there was a big Indian celebration, Britain gets an Indian Prime Minister and nobody's going, hold on a minute, you know? And that guy, he's got so much, you know, he's got so much lack of soul, it's unbelievable. It's just like a robot talking, you know? It reminds me of Trudeau, actually, who just gives that false bullshit, you know? Just like, oh, I'm going to throw up listening to this guy, you know? <laughs> thing is like these wokey people um are they're so racist because all they focus on is the fact that the dude's an indian who fucking cares who cares what color his skin is you fucking racist because you because that's what your most important trait is is that he's brown why he's an idiot and a puppet and he has nothing to offer you other than more slavery why is that why aren't those the talking points but these wokest leftist cult maniacs are as racist as it gets and actually they're so racist that they overdo it they overplay their hand you know when someone's really racist that's what they do you yeah. know it's like oh oh <laughs> like my grandparents they were raised that you know black people are gonna whatever the stereotype is they're gonna rob your stereo out of your car let's just say okay yeah. uh oh, oh never mind the demographic they were put into never mind any of that stuff okay yeah. so my grandparents had this like bit of racism to them and I, I would just laugh it off i'm like that's just an era that was an era of their programming right yeah and um i remember um i would have all kinds of friends from all sorts of, i was in toronto i mean it wasn't even the thing you had a, you had chinese friends black friends brown friends Every it wasn't a thing, but they made it a thing. Exactly, they, they talk about it, it, focus it on all the time. So basically, that's it. They create initially all this football, and you know, you know, football against racism and all that shit, taking a knee and all that stuff. It's like in your face, Freemasonic ritual. Just make it a topic point. Fuck off! Don't mention it, and everyone will go on my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like oh well. Guess what? Every single color, creed, shape has been suppressed and murdered and put into slavery throughout history, every single type. So now we're just hating on white people and instead of black people. And then we're like, it's so ridiculous that now there's like reparations. Like, yeah, there should be fucking reparations for all of us, for how every single one of us has been played into this, this, this um, division that, you know, (laughs) so, so here's the thing. You have a culture. Like I said, you have your way. 
that should not be disturbed. That should be honored and kept. Yeah. And then but they do it. They they bring in infiltrations. If it was an damage- actual, you meet somebody from another culture like I did and ended up moving to Turkey and living in another culture. So I know how different, difficult it is to live in that. Just, you know, I would be there on time and they'd be like two hours later to not go, all right. I was like, fucking two hours later, mate, where are you? You know? <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like my Mexican friends and where, you know, it's, but the thing is when you're, when you have that division inside now, like those, those white people who get on their knees and like, and are apologizing to black They're people. Money to black people. This organizer event says like every all white people give black people ten dollars, and all the white people are straight out of their wallet. Oh, there you go, there you go. It's like so fake and you know ridiculous, you know. <laughs> to 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 now just flip it so it's reverse racism doesn't correct racism. I don't understand why they can't see that. Well, if you need to apologize, if the government needs to apologize for murdering all our Native American Indians, which they fucking did, and they, they've, they've now had to come out and publicly say, oh, sorry, that we stole your children and put them in, in schools and stuff. Well, guess what? Back in the Great Reset, they stole all the children, then they were all of all colors. They stole the children, killed the parents, and put them into the orphan colonies. And that, there was no apologies for any of that. I mean, this is been going on for ages and it's just we're so short-sighted we don't understand history because they don't teach it we don't know how to research because they put all these barriers in front of our research and we don't know what's what because we've lost our bearings we've lost our sense of right and wrong because of all the indoctrination from all of their propaganda and it takes this undoing of it to really see i mean now everyone's a social freaking justice warrior right like oh we got to save the everything um (laughs) Honey, you just gotta save yourself and save your soul, okay? And once you get right, everything else starts to come right. Everything else, you know, you know when it's the right thing to act a certain way. Or if you're in a, if I'm in India, guess what? I wear their garb. I I respect their culture. That's what I do if I step into any of their cultures. I'm very respectful. Yeah. You know, but that's not what's happening here. <laughs> it's like they're looking I mean, around being a minority, and the minority shouts loudest. They'll get. All the all the stuff handed to them by the state and everything, and then they'll just you know, d- you know, you owe us, and they're feeding off our tax money, and we've got our own people, you know, lying about in the, in the street and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's completely insane. <laughs> yeah, if you see children, when you see children pay, play together, they don't care about any of their differences. They're it's only taught. It's this is what's happened, you know, and and. We've been also taught this this PC tiptoe around language and the cancel culture and, you know, don't say that or you might offend someone. And yeah. I know with like comedy, we, we like comedy for, well, I do for a big reason is that I want to bust through that. And I'm going to say all the offensive things on purpose because now <laughs> we have to. <laughs> it's so bad that we have to bust open and offend and shake it back up again to show people how 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 much well dangerous yeah. it is and how just it's it's ridiculous it's uh, it's like i think you know i've been barred from like practically everywhere for just wanting to get the truth and i've always been fighting against you know the cliques and the systems and the promoters making the money out of it and not cheating comedy in its rightful places and art because most people don't see it as that they're just trying to tell a few jokes or whatever you know but they want a career a lot of ego and you know i want to be famous it's not actually I'm saying because I was doing a lot of conspiracy stuff at the start because I like Bill Hicks and George Carlin, and then I realised well, folk don't want to hear it, 
but also I don't know enough yet. So although it was what I was saying was surface level, I wanted to research a lot more so that when I come back, I'm more armed, you know, because I realised there was many, many layers to this shit, you know, as you know, 25 years later, you're still learning stuff. So, yeah, but just that, but you can't go in and perform anywhere now because the audience can't handle, like, I done a poetry night last night and uh, I've got this line in this thing, I kind of, I'm always like a derogatory, like I think she was a feminist and then I kind of move on. But I'm not having a go at strong women, I'm having a go at, you know, you know the feminist movement and stuff like that and that idea of a woman being a man, but just people reacting, <gasps> can they say that? You know, it's just it's so hard to actually just be real raw and have a laugh and forget all the bullshit, that's comedy's job, you know? If there's a comedian got banned, I got banned as well, but there's a famous comedian got banned he was famous for being Jerry Sadovich. He went to Canada and done the moose fucker joke at the Montreal comedy show and somebody came on stage and punched him and knocked him out. It's quite a famous incident. He's a Scottish guy. But anyway, so he done one show and the place that booked it let it go ahead. But then they said they had complaints and cancelled the second night. But he's famous for being offensive. It's like they were making an issue of him having free speech and offending people, you know, and just... oh, And yet, and yet what's... What's not offensive is a he/she, you know, ripping off his his clothes and playing piano with his dick. That's Hi. not offensive. Let's go. Okay. So, so these people who get offended, I will, I'll, you know, other than trigger them into um, violence because they would, they are violent and yep. they're unhinged. Um, you know, aside from that, um, we should be free to offend and to say words that they've tried to cancel culture out of our reality because that is the dystopian tip you know totalitarian tiptoe um like 1984 where you have double speak um because you're not allowed to say certain things or you can't be negative like the new age community tries to do like don't say that because that's negative well well, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Is that negative? <laughs> I know you like a good rant and a swear from time to time. You've probably got a lot of people, you know, all those do-gooders out there, and, you know, holier-than-now types or whatever, criticising you. And it's just like, you know, fuck you, you know, who the fuck are you to restrict my freedom of speech, you know? Like, I do protest meetings and they say, oh, Billy swore there, don't invite him back to the next one. And tell people, if they tell you to wear a mask, they like, fuck off. Surely that's what we should all be saying, you know? But mm -hmm. I'm the bad guy for protesting but you know it's just again that idea of that you can't say things stops you thinking things and then people don't express the truth and comedy's job is to say shit that we're all thinking and feeling and you need that comedian to say the truth create the tension and then break it with a laugh of recognition we all get the healing from that you know so thank god you know we're not all alone in this mad world Oh, I remember watching Eddie Murphy, you know, doing his stand up. And I think there were more swear words than other words in the entire. <laughs> so I grew up with that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, well, I mean swear words for punctuation, punctuation you know. <laughs> punctuation. <laughs> uh, and I, I find, you know, again, you, no matter what, you're pretty much going to offend someone at this point. So you might as well just be yourself and yeah. be as authentic as you can and if the authentic you wants to have a swear word for emphasis or has passion behind it then it is what it is and we'll get to a place where maybe we do decide the way we speak because everything is water and water holds memory and everything vibrates that 
we we do or don't like certain vibratory fields the way we speak. We may come to that. We may become a singing culture where we just sing to each other because we find that that's the way we heal each other. Who knows where we're going to go with this, but right here and now, the most important thing is to be as truly authentic to yourself as you possibly can because all of their reactions to the things that you do is just programming and projection. Um, And it means that they are their ego and they don't know who they are and they're just robots essentially uh, reacting and pinging off of all kinds of stimuli and they haven't found themselves yet so they're not really the type of people that you're pruning for you're going they're going to be your your tribe or your friends even a lot of these people I mean, we saw at the beginning of the pandemic that a real split in our society, the slaves who want to stay slaves and the people are like, oh, hell no, we know where this goes. We've we've seen how World War Two played out. We've seen how the previous well, those of us who know about the Great Reset, we've already seen the first Great Reset or the last one. We know how these things go. We know what they try to do and we're not going to play by it no matter what. And the rebels and the warriors will get. Uh, uh, you know, we'll say the things that are going to trigger the the um, the mind controlled. And there's nothing really you can do about it other than try your best to explain and try your best to teach. Um, you know, those of us who are who have like a, an arena or an avenue of, an, of expression, at least somewhat still haven't totally canceled us out, although they keep trying. <laughs> yeah, well, I had my Vimeo channel taken down, I had 10 and a half thousand videos on it, which was rather annoying. So, so, you know, that kind of was a ma- massive kick in the balls, but you've got to pick yourself up and keep doing it and look for other solutions and maybe in the long run it'll be right, you know. But, yeah, it is difficult out there trying to communicate with the masses and I've come to a point, I'm sure a lot of people have, like, you're just wasting your breath. So you're better, instead of me trying to go into comedy clubs and, oh, I want to succeed in their world, I have to create your own audience and then make your own gig and then do it for yourself. And then that's empowering as well and gives you, you know, we're always trying to grow and learn and push ourselves and we're all at different stages of that. And you can get a perception, oh, he's doing really well. But in reality, you know, we're all struggling and life isn't an Instagram life, you know. It's a battle to get up every day. And I've, it's a habit as well. Like, I've got up for years and, like, I want to do something today. I want to make most of my time. I may not always do the best thing. I should plan it more and say, you know, I need to do this and I'll be more constructive. I guess that's a learning I've got to do, you know. But I just kind of live in the moment and do something. So at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, you say, well, at least I've done that today or I've had that experience. Or, you know, people just take life as a humdrum and have the satisfaction of going to this job and coming home, watching TV, drinking beer, repeat, watch football at weekends. Is that living, (laughs) you know? Yeah, they don't know the difference, a lot of it, because that to them is normal. And you take them out of that situation and you put them in, say, like a, a festival that's um, full of a lot of awake people or just a change even to travel um, and seeing a different way that can shake them out of that a little bit and, and realize, help them realize that they're not fulfilling some part of their potential. And, and you know, if that's what they want to do, there's nothing you can, you know, then that's what they're going to do. Maybe that life needs to be humdrum or or repetitive for whatever lesson they're trying to learn. But all we can know is what's before us in our reality and how we want to live our lives. And, um, and even if 
we were just meditating all day and that's our purpose and that's a worthy purpose. So we don't have to always be doers. We've been, you know, enslaved into being doers. And I personally like to, to create a lot. I'm a creative type. And so that does feel satisfactory to me to do it, but also it can be satisfactory to, to not do, to be the opposite of not doing. And we have to honor that as well, because we're, we're trying to really come to this place of, um, I don't know, realization of, of where, where we are and what this is all about and what our goals are. And, and as eternal beings, you know, what are we getting, gaining from this life in our soul's growth? And what do we want for our children? And how do we want to leave our legacy if that's important to you, you know, and all of these things. And we're just going to do put one step, one foot in front of the other. And a lot of people are overwhelmed. And I know when I get overwhelmed, I usually just stop and go for a walk in nature or just get some fresh air, get some sunlight, drink some water and um, write some things down and then prioritize like what's the most important thing to do right now? Is it bathe? Is it eat something? Like, what is it? And then you just do that. And rather than shutting down and trying to suppress what you're feeling. Um, and I do a lot like on my yummy.doctor blog, I uh, have um, some information on TRE, which is trauma release exercises, because a lot of people are walking around with trauma, and, and generationally so as well. And we have to release that we have to shake literally shake that off to not keep carrying and repeating the same cycles of trauma with our own children and if that's the thing you do then that's your focus yeah i done a two-week um called body electronics course where you had to eat natural food because you don't know if you know point holding where you point and they could release the same suppressed trauma and it goes to this point here it's got the third access and by uh, access after two weeks of this and I was crying basically for three hours on that side and three years and, and it was just, I couldn't even put a name to the, because we removed the surface of unconscious and anger and after the two weeks, it was like this deep thing that was inside me and I didn't know was there. It's all these suppressed emotions and when it came out, I was like, God, I'm so much lighter. And it just gave me a much more empathy for people going around because they've still carrying all this shit and it literally was a load of crap that people have got and say the habitual thinking and i don't know it just seemed to it does actually clear a third eye a bit and stuff like that you know so yeah again if, in an ideal world we could all take time and do these kinds of healings and you know heal ourselves of the the past condition because that's what a lot of it is as you say conditional from one generation to the next and trauma i know you're going to go soon um we're going to go much time left but I mentioned, I said the experiences there, it was like part of I was thinking of going for a walk in nature because when you do do that, it feels like so great and you say, I should do this more. But there's this kind of quick thing. There's a thing out there where people say this is an artificial construct. I was talking to a guy and he recommended to go and check out his channel and I was researching all this stuff and it's like, okay, there's a lot to talk in here. So then you start listening to this guy and you get into it and into it and like, oh, you know, and there's lots of people in there with all different kinds of ideas and theories. But you're not buying into this artificial construct idea that we're like an avatar and, you know, it's like there's a program running everything and but we can create our own reality within that kind of thing. But ultimately, what's going to happen is going to happen. There's resets at specific times because that's part of the program. You think 
we're living in a godly. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not a, <laughs> a great revelation. But <clears throat> what, do, what have you got to say about the artificial intelligence, uh, intelligence, this construct idea that people think you're putting out there? Well, I think that um, we're going to explore everything. So that's it's it's a normal, natural um, uh, thought exercise because we're we've been dumbed down like meaning we've been um uh dulled our senses have been dulled and um a lot of intelligence even and also we don't um we've been indoctrinated into computer lingo and language uh, movies and tv shows and things that put these ideas into our minds um so what happens is we're gonna we're gonna play out the uh, subconscious ideas, which will come through the conscious mind as new ideas. So they'll, so the subconscious program will come through as if it's either your own idea or it's a good idea, um, or I had this thought or whatnot. We're going to have to play all of that out first before we really come to truth. So I see that as just an outplay expression idea um, from the implants we've already been given. Um, and we're trying to spin it into it's our own idea or a new idea or something like this. And none of these constructs are really new. Um, the ancients described our world very specifically. And we're, we're just trying to find answers because when your cosmology gets flipped around, it doesn't feel good because now you don't know. You thought you knew something and now you don't. And so where you're going to lean on is obviously your own thinking. But unless you've undid, you've undone all this programming, uh, you're going to fall prey to the same ideas as truth drops because they do that in Hollywood, but they also implant. <laughs> so you, where do you know the difference between a truth drop and an implant? And we're sorting that out right now, I think, through these ideas. I personally don't um, uh, feel with my intuition where it's at and what I know. Um, I've explored that. I've looked at the information. Um, it's, it's very, it appeals to the masculine in a way. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, more than the feminine perhaps because it's so ones and zeros and it, it's very black and white and there's this sort of structure to it that I see a masculine mind sort of grabbing onto um, but the feminine mind as far as I, I'm concerned um, I see everything as this beautiful um, uh, fractal that never ends you know this this is like an in-breath and out-breath of God and the fact that it could be, you know, whittled down to a one and a zero or just a sophist more sophisticated computer program. Um, it to me is miss is um, removing the magic of it or removing the godliness out of it. And it does take us to a slippery slope of solipsism where or nihilism where it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do because it's just your avatar and um, like your, it affects the way we think about this place because if we can, if we just could find the switch to put us back in the holodeck, then oh, here we are, we're home or whatever, right? This is the, this is where it gets into our mind, and that's kind of the way they want us to think, which is we're already in the metaverse. So why, you know, we're all, we already got there, and now they're going to try and do another layer of metaverse, which we don't want, but we're already in one, you know. Yeah. And it, I, I found that there were some big Get huge gaps, which I'm sure people who study this would even admit, you know, there's a lot of gaps. 
So my my advice is just you, you can explore the ideas. I mean, there's no harm in exploring them as long as you can, you know, put them on the shelf and and um, step back and get yeah. your proper perspectives. If you get culty about it or um, yeah. put someone on a pedestal about it, then we have, you know, hero worship and other problems. That's true. You have to be careful like that. When you find something new and you're very enthusiastic, you can get carried away and that can be your thing for a while. Then all of a sudden you see somebody else pop up and then, oh, right, I'm going to this one for a while. And that's kind of what I've done. I've experienced Buddhism and then NLP and then these different things and body electronics and shamanism and ayahuasca. And then you say you're playing around with stuff, but it's like, yeah, you have to gather information to, and with information online as well, you have to do the same thing, but not believe everything and try and be as critical as you can and see more information that supports or doesn't support. So, I appreciate you having your viewpoint and putting that out there. It certainly made me say, hold on a minute, yeah, watching this a bit much, maybe I should chill the beans for a while and take a step back, but still not negate it, uh, ignore it completely, but just have that little bit of pause before, you know, considering what they're saying. It's a good thing for anybody talking. Well, we're pulling in data points in, like I explain it as the way we see our reality is like a tapestry that we create. So we get data points that seem to hold water over time, that seem to be factual, seem to be real. And then we try to get as many data points as we can uh, into our tapestry. But the, the whole rest of the tapestry is our creative weaving, the way in which we, we create the, the paths toward how all the dots are connected. That's our own input. That's our own biases or belief systems or whatever that we paint on to our tapestry. And that's okay too. That's totally fine that we're creative and we're playing. We're just playing with that tapestry right now. But at some point you have to go, okay, wait, I have a new data point. It's not working with the tapestry. I'm going to have to undo this and go back and see how this now weaves together. And so that's all I'm saying here is just to make sure that you're not prematurely weaving your tapestry and you've got it all sorted out. Um, or making big assumptions about things that we actually can't really prove. Um, in, but one thing we, we are starting to know is how things like water is actually alive. Yeah, and well, actually, you know, water has its own language. There are hydroglyphs inside layers of water that are like an alphabet. So, so if water is alive, is it just a sophisticated computer system? Um, that I just, it's, it's not elegant enough of a theory do you know what i mean it's not beautiful enough and it's not we're limited here we're limited in our thinking and so knowing that when you go into any philosophy you must apply the fact that we don't know because we are limited and we have been programmed and if you humbly do that you'll find where you where you made little errors or where you have thrown in assumptions and where you get excited about something because it might fulfill like a temporary need in the moment but that that could wane or that, you know, you're just trying to fill the hole because you feel a, a pain of separation, which is really the MO of being here is, is the pain of separation um, and trying to fill it with something, food or spirituality or, you know, all the spiritual bypassing we do to try to overcome the fact that we don't feel the connections all the time or that we want to feel that again. Um, but knowing that we chose somehow to be separated for now, because the, the, the goal, I think, or the preciousness of our waking up is really um, the, 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 the gift, you know, to have something that you had dear that you, that you lost and to feel what that 
is to to understand that preciousness is a gift right and even though we mourn and we go through these periods of, of struggle and suffering where there's a goal to it there's a purpose for it and it's not just a hole to be filled so that you can't feel it anymore you have to dive into the feeling that takes bravery and and like what you went through when you were doing your therapies of of, of your trigger points yeah. to let it out to 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 release all that you're holding and trying to control and it comes a point where you can't suppress it anymore or like this is addictions. I mean, this is when addictions are. There's emotions that have been so deeply suppressed. It's too painful to lift them. So it's better for the, the mind thinks it's better to continue to suppress. But the drug continues to suppress less and less as it goes along. And so the failure is actually the success. The failure of the suppression is is the success of the body and the mind and the and the the resetting of the system. So the best thing to do would be to allow this to come out, to allow the flow to come out, but not to um, fall prey to just another sophisticated layer of manipulation, which is where my concern comes in with a lot of the theories and ideas. Yeah, sounds a little bit like when you get talk, these diseases get labeled disease, but actually the toxicity coming out is a healing, you know, so similar. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Just before we end, I had a question I promised to ask you from one of my uh, members. Basically, he, he said that his wife has got lupus and was taking your DMSO product, but she's still feeling tired. And do you have any other kind of recommendations what you can do? The thing about um, end states of um, metabolic disarray like lupus like lupus, cancer, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, those are like end stages of the disease process uh, where systems are severely failing. Um, it has to be quite a rigorous approach to get back to homeostasis, which is really an active form of uh, detoxification. Um, so it needs to be multi-layered. Taking DMSO, of course, is going to help, but it's not. these things are not cure-alls. There's um, always a lesson or many lessons in rebalancing. So understanding how one got to that place and in the first place, and then how to take the power back into your own uh, life and to heal the emotional parts, the, the mental aspects. And so it's a whole body approach. Um, so really looking at different ways of cleansing metals um, out of the body. I have um, been working on updating my metals protocol which is available through my my um, my assistant, and uh, if people want to purchase it, but doing a full body metals protocol, I would do that for six months. Then I would switch and really work on the gut, make sure the gut is completely recovered, the diet is correct. Um, but when there's this inflamed state, uh, it it's cause like lupus is basically. Um, that tissue, whatever the tissues are that are inflamed are full of usually plastic residue, metal waste and residue causing chronic inflammatory states um, and and so degraded that the network of communication is, is low. So um, drinking structured water. So if you get your electrons up through like UV exposure or infrared exposure, um, uh, grounding, you know, everything to, to do with the sunlight, drinking sun-charged water, sun gazing, coffee enemas, uh, urine therapy. I know you wanted to mention a little bit about that, but um, I have a lot of videos, uh, educational videos on yummy.doctor about urine therapy, how to employ that. And it's 
um, the healing is a journey now and it's a lifestyle change as well. It's not like, oh, I just want to take a thing and now I want it to be gone. Yeah. It's it, that you're going to miss all the, all the gifts that the healing is going to offer you if you try to bypass like that. So it's about researching and making decisions um, to get yourself out of inflammation. So um, the heavy hitters, I have a lot that I talk about on my blog, but some of the heavy hitters like magnesium and, and the coffee enemas and the urine therapy um, and using like gadgets that uh, add electrons into your system, um, like a Rife machine or a Tesla coil um, or hydrogen machines and structuring your water, making sure that you understand the fourth phase of water, what that, what that is. Um, and really it's like a mitochondrial disease. If, if anything, there, there aren't any autoimmune diseases, that's false. Yeah. Um, you, your body won't, won't attack itself. Your body would never hurt itself because it's dumb. It would, okay. it would try desperately to take tissue out that's causing an inflammatory cascade that's, that is putting the life at risk. It will try to take that tissue away. Absolutely. But it's not because it's like the, it's doing it because it feels it has to do it. Um, to save life, to save the life, right? So that means getting on top of your detox game is the priority. And that's probably across the board for most people, because the day and age that we live in, we're bombarded by so many different chemical assaults, and electromagnetic assaults, that um, the, the problem is multifold. But keeping your blood in proper array is what you want. And that's why I, I promote the things that I do because I've seen the effects time, time again, and, and the recovery from them, um, meaning it will recover the system. So um, I wish some luck on, on that research and um, continue with the DMSO, but you know, there are other measures that need to be done. And as I build my courses, I will certainly include lupus as one of the course topics. Well, it's great. Thanks for a very detailed answer there. I was going to mention that you are going to work on courses so you don't have to answer these questions individually. So that's in your plan and it's on yummydoctor.com that people can find you and all your it's stuff. Yummy there. Doc doctor. Sorry, say it again, please. Yeah. It's, oh, I was just going to say um, it's just yummy.doctor. Yummy.com. Yeah. yeah. So let's make that clear. Yummy dot doctor. That's where you can find Amanda. Is there anywhere else you would like to tell people to hunt you down? Maybe on uh, you've got a good Telegram group. Yeah, I'm on Telegram as Healthy Dose of Truth. Also, my name uh, and Yum Naturals is my business name as well. And um, I have for those who are in Ontario, Canada, like I am, I have Ontario Awake Resource Network for us getting together. You know, community wise. And I also have um, H dot underscore templates group, which is all legal and lawful templates and resources to get yourself into the private and um, understand, you know, maritime law and the corporate, the corporate nature of all of the governments and things and how to not consent to their offers because everything's an offer yep. and um, all kinds of other sovereignty discussions. And then I'm, I'm still, you know, on Facebook and Insta and, and these places like here and there. Um, but I'm going to be switching to my own. Um, so yummy.doctor would be the place to actually register because we're going to have our own social media platform and groups and things there. Because even Telegram, the amount of mods that I need just to keep the bots away oh, yeah. um, is sure. insanity. Like it's a full time job just to do that. And I 
my mods are really gracious and very um, helpful uh, to to do so because there's no way I could manage it with what I do. Um, so shout out to all my mods on Healthy Dose for all the work they do. They volunteer their time and it's really incredible because I think they understand that we're <laughs> we're all um, needing to support one another and the knowledge needs to be you know there for people. Um, especially with this cancel culture. So, you know, we're, we're building our own platforms ultimately, and we're building our own money supply as well. Um, and our own avenues for resource trading and things. And, and, and there's so many of us already launching these sorts of uh, sites and things. So it's really exciting times, actually, people can, you know, see what's happening with the destruction, but also keep in mind that new creation is coming as well. And uh, if you focus more on, on this, on the solutions, you'll feel the fear, you know, dissipating bit by bit. And you'll feel that um, you're able to contribute more to the new things we're, we're, we're building, which so it's really exciting. It's 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 where they say uh, they're they're intense times or they're um, curious the times. times. The worst of times. Is that not Charles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh oh yeah the curse is may you live in interesting times that's what it is interesting yeah. times it's supposed to be a curse but i i'm fine with the interesting for now <laughs> we'll play with that <laughs> yeah, it's certainly interesting and it's challenging but yeah it's what you make it as well you know we can be fearful and put your head down and just sit and panic and take their vaccine and you know watch the news every night or you can do something productive whatever it is try and do that and each day do a little more you know yeah do everything that whatever it takes you know for you to do and it could be the littlest of changes and it's going to make a big impact it only has to be like a two percent change you know if you change your if you're flying from one country to another and you put your trajectory off like two degrees you're going to yeah. end up in a different country potentially so it does make a difference those little increments and uh, i just encourage people not to give up and to despite what it looks like that we will we will look back on this with some sense of awareness and that we haven't had before um and hopefully we remember it enough going forward to never ever do it again um and i mean the germ theory is falling apart the the world leaders are all exposing themselves holly weird is exposing itself um what more can we ask for all the evil is being seen now and it's not hiding in the shadows anymore. It's like, there it is, <laughs> bold daylight. Um, and now we just have to take the shrouds out from in front of our eyes and feel the pain and the and the disappointment and go through that phase and um, grieve and then move forward. And um, and it'll it'll be what we want this time. So uh, so I'm I'm excited for that. That's cool. That's great words there. And I enjoy all the interviews and work that you do. Um, and various channels are there, so I'm looking forward to seeing more of them and staying in touch. I could talk with you for hours. Hopefully, I'll have a chance to chat sometime in the future. But for just now, Amanda, thanks very much for your time. And for everyone else watching, thank you. I'll be back again tomorrow with two interviews, one with Alex Mitchell, who was in the movie um, I mentioned before, Safe and Effective, and then Mike Williams at 4 o'clock. So stay tuned for them. Thanks for watching just now. Cheers and now. Bye-bye.